Jesus. As the cold air abates in the eastern U.S., uh, we are seeing a uh, severe weather outbreak. Tonight will be the first of three nights of severe weather. And Wednesday, a widespread severe weather outbreak is possible across the central Gulf states. On Thursday, we could see a severe weather outbreak, but not a widespread severe weather outbreak uh, in the eastern U.S. from New York to Florida. So we're going to cover all of that and more tonight on the joe and joe weather show which is brought to you by the folks at omni true value hardware at 1226 north wellwood avenue in west babylon new york if spring weather ever does return and you know it will uh you will be thinking about making your yard look great and you can start off with mulch of different colors topsoil and anything else you need to make your yard the absolute best in your entire neighborhood 1226 north wellwood avenue in west babylon new york serving the entire tri-state area with the lowest prices anywhere the tri-state area of new york new jersey and connecticut and as we all know the website is omnitruevalue.com yes it is they did it to me again joe they did it to me again so you, you're talking about the folks in Norman, Oklahoma. Yes. So yes. This, so this morning, uh, I was I've been cutting my weather in five videos early in the morning, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'll wait today. I will wait. They will send out their update at around 9 a.m. and then right around noontime or so, I'll do my weather in five. So uh, I uh, got back from. Uh, taking JJ to the dog park. Actually, we went to two parks today. So I got back about 12.30. I cut my weather in five video. I loaded it up to YouTube. So by the time I got everything done, it was about 1.15. Soon as I posted it, Timothy Veltman, bless his heart, sends to me, sends me a message saying, your thumbnail of the, uh, uh, that's up there for the uh, severe weather risk for, for tomorrow uh, doesn't match what SPC did. They updated it. And I thought, well, no, I've got the updated map. Nope, Joe, sure enough. No, five minutes, five minutes after I posted that video, they updated their forecast. Now, it wasn't a huge change. They, they did expand the area of moderate risk, but they, it happens to me every single time that I want to update something uh, as soon as I do it. They send out a new one and they change things. It's 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 uncanny. So so when I say that they watch this show, they watch it religiously. They want to get us. <laughs> they want they want to aggravate you, Joe. They do. They they want to aggravate you. That's so it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough day tomorrow. You know, I, I've once in my life I did go to Birmingham, Alabama. I'm glad I'm not going to be in Birmingham, Alabama tomorrow. That's going to be a really wild day tomorrow if uh, if the forecast for moderate which isn't seen too often moderate severe activity does come to pass i think we may see a high risk area get put up in parts of uh, mississippi and maybe even into uh, western alabama i was just looking at some of the 
upper air guidance from this afternoon. It's very impressive. Uh, we were looking at jet We were looking at. Uh, I was looking at the 850 millibar level, five, the roughly 5,000 foot level, Joe. Uh, you're looking at uh, winds at that level of 75 knots or higher. I mean, that's that, that is that's 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 a powerhouse. And that's going to mix down. And and SPC was talking about it in their discussion that you know, there could be wind gusts from some of these thunderstorms uh, of, of uh, 75 miles an hour or more. I can see it. Uh, looking at what the upper air looks like, I, I could certainly see that come to pass. I think it's going to be uh, really a rock'em, stock'em day down there tomorrow. And uh, meanwhile, for us, you were right. Uh, they placed at least a portion of the greater New York area in uh, a, a chance for uh, – uh, some activity, severe activity, not actually slight. That still remains just off to our south, but part of the uh, tri-state area is in marginal. Up where I am, it's just general, but, you know, it might very well change, and we might actually go into the marginal area as we get clearer, closer to the event. And it looks like, according to SPC, that this may be a two-pronged event, one in the early part of the day on Thursday, and then another round of possible severe weather, the more likely round that could deliver uh, late on Thursday and on into Thursday night with the actual cold front pressing in from the west. So maybe a very active day here on Thursday as well. Yeah, uh, I noticed a couple of a couple of things with this, uh, uh, both um, with what's going to happen. And we do have severe weather going on tonight. We don't want to leave that out. There's a, there's a couple of severe thunderstorm watches uh, up uh, this evening. Uh, and, of course, if you're watching this on a replay uh, right now, it's 738 Eastern time. So if you're watching this on a replay, just bear that in mind uh, that uh, you need to go to your local National Weather Service website page to get, get the latest information regarding severe weather in your particular area. And you can do that by going to weather.gov. Two things that struck me uh, was well, I, I mentioned the wind, the wind uh, uh, gusts aloft uh, with the, uh, the jet streaks that are coming through. Uh, both for Wednesday, uh, for Wednesday's round of severe weather, as well as Thursday's in the east. Uh, but the uh, one thing that stood out in my mind was the fact that uh, the dew points uh, in the area of moderate risk for tomorrow, uh, just a couple of days, just a day or two ago, the dew points were down in the low 30s, and they're shooting up into the 60s. Even more impressive in terms of the change is in the in the in the east, uh, particularly in the uh, northern mid-Atlantic states. Joe, the dew points Wednesday night, Wednesday evening, the dew points are generally in the upper 20s to low 30s. They're gonna rocket ship, ship rocket ship, okay. <laughs> Sorry, rocket ship up uh, to uh, the upper 50s. In 24 hours, you're going to have a dew point rise of about 30 degrees. That's that's a big that's a big uh, dew point rise, and it, it just it just goes well, it just goes to how strong the the forcing is uh, up the eastern seaboard. You could see that on the uh, on the plumes. I was looking at that. Uh, in fact, I just brought it up here um, for white plains, for example. You got you can share if you'd like. Lovely. I will do that right now because. Uh, take a look here. Take a look, everybody. Uh, this is um, this is as of one uh, two o'clock this afternoon. Dew point, the mean dew point of all the models that are working on uh, this for White Plains is ten. Ten. 
And as you can well see, as Joe just mentioned, look at the rapid climb upward. And in fact, by the time we get to uh, zero Z on uh, Thursday, this is uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday, the dew point is at 59.1 or 59.16. So yeah, we see a rise in the dew point of something like 50 degrees over a span of just a couple of days. So a very rapid increase in the moisture, and that will set the stage, obviously, for the potential threat for thunderstorms because, you know, you get that juicy air that's waiting out ahead of the front, and if the front is moving through at a quick enough speed and runs into that, uh, we could very well see, you know, uh, at least some thunderstorm activity and possibly even some uh, locally strong thunderstorm activity again later on Thursday and on into Thursday. And just as a matter of reference here, let me just go three hour, three hourly QPF. You see, Joe, that there is a spike, a small spike, but a spike nonetheless for tomorrow afternoon, uh, sometime around five o'clock, when there could be a little bit of precipitation here. But then it very rapidly tails off and goes down, flattens out. And then here's the main area. This is the the dose that we'll be looking for for possible severe weather. And that may be coming our way after about eight o'clock on Thursday and on into uh, the after midnight hours of Thursday night, Friday morning. So again, we have two zones here of uh, precipitation to watch. The first area, that'll be tomorrow. It's no big deal there. But then the next round coming our way uh, with the potential for severe weather in the tri-state area, that'll be again, late Thursday into early Friday. Yeah, it's um, not going to get a, a lot of rain out of this, by the way. Uh, these things are going to be moving it pretty quickly. But nonetheless, uh, it is a strong cold front and, and, and not a shock, really, when you think about it, because we're, you're going from an extreme cold air mass to a, a really rapid uh, warm up. We're going to be in the most areas tomorrow. We're going to have a tough time getting out of the 40s. We're going to see temperatures that are going to make it into the 70s on Thursday. So that's another thing you're going to have, at least from New York City south and west, there should be ample daytime heating. So uh, the fate of the thunderstorms is really going to depend on wind direction. Uh, if if uh, The reason I think that Long Island and, and, and uh, New England is not in any kind of risk zone is the fact that the isobars would suggest that the winds are going to be more south-southwest than, say, southwest, which is going to have a bit of an ocean component. So that'll stabilize the atmosphere to a certain degree. But go west of New York City uh, into western New Jersey and points west and south from there. It's it's uh, it's a different story. The marine layer is not going to the, the marine layer is not going to have uh, much of an impact. Uh, so we've got that going on. We're going to take a look at the severe weather that's going on. Uh, this evening and tonight, we'll start with that first. I just want to give a big welcome to everybody on the chat board tonight. Also want to send our best wishes to Barry Goldberg. Uh, his wife is having uh, surgery tomorrow, and uh, it's a bit on the difficult side. Uh, I, I didn't see him on the chat board. He said he might be on later uh, during tonight. But anyway, uh, if you do see him pop on, uh, do uh, uh, send your best wishes and, and uh, prayers. Uh, regarding the uh, his wife's surgery that uh, that will be taking place uh, for tomorrow. All right, let's take a look at what's going on on Tornado HQ. Uh, when the website is tornadohq.com, and here we go. And again, a reminder, as I said earlier, folks, if you're watching this on a replay, 
Uh, just bear that in mind that uh, what you're seeing was recorded earlier. It is coming up on 745 Eastern Time. So uh, make sure you go to weather.gov. Uh, to get all the latest information regarding severe weather from your local National Weather Service forecast office. So uh, here we have uh, the latest here. And we don't have, we have two severe thunderstorm watches that are up in uh, Kansas and Nebraska, which we'll take a look at momentarily. Uh, as At least as of right now, uh, we've got just three, we have three severe thunderstorm warnings that are in, that are working. Uh, one, um, just started 10 minutes ago and this one is in Harvey and Sedgwick counties in Kansas and there's another one in Butler Harvey and Marion counties in Kansas and the other uh, which was issued a half an hour ago and is just about to expire is in Greeley Sherman and Valley counties in Nebraska now at least from the standpoint of what we're seeing on the radar and you can take a look from earlier, uh, the uh, development phase of this is starting to see showers gel up in, te in Texas and into Arkansas. Uh, but it's the area up to the north, close to where the upper low is, which is sitting somewhere in, in, in western Kansas. We'll give this radar a refresh here. And now, of course, you're seeing the development of some showers and thunderstorms uh, in and around to the east of where the upper low center is. And uh, in fact, uh, it looks like some of that severe weather is actually coiled right around that upper low center. It's a pretty impressive uh, looking radar from the standpoint of the upper air feature that's driving all this, Joe. You can see the bands of precip uh, of the of the rain showers that are sweeping up and around in that sort of, you know, that counterclockwise uh, look to it. And uh, again, the, the storms look like they're forming right near where the upper low. And then in the arm that extends down into Kansas, you're seeing some uh, severe weather there breaking out uh, in parts of uh, south central Kansas. Looks like a gigantic pinwheel, Joe. Yes, it does. Or some kind of like a gigantic spiral or whatever. It's a, it is very, uh, very uh, uh, threatening and very th significant looking. And again, this is this is not a, a one day event. This is going to this is going to span the next uh, two or three days as it gradually works its way across the country and probably won't be fully done with the United States as a whole until sometime during the day on Friday when it all moves offshore. So from now right on through early Friday, this thing is loaded for bear, and uh, it looks like it's going to try to uh, affect at least most of the uh, eastern two-thirds of the United States uh, between now and then. Now, in East Texas, western Louisiana, down into Arkansas, there's no severe weather going on right now, but we're going to see a line of storms fire up during the early morning hours. And that line is going to be increasing in strength as it approaches daybreak. So that is the reason why SPC has got the risk area down in that, in that part of the country. The timing is a little different than what we're used to because we're always thinking about thunderstorms being in the afternoon and evening hours. Uh, but uh, in this particular instance, in terms of the timing, you're going to see some of these thunderstorms in the southern part of the risk zone uh, start to rev up after midnight, and they may not reach peak intensity until uh, tomorrow morning. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of those. Meanwhile, on that pinwheel you mentioned, Joe, there's echoes in Ohio and into West Virginia. That's that warm front that's trying to set up to our south. 
And that's that stick of moisture that you see is probably what's going to be coming through uh, tomorrow afternoon in uh, parts of uh, southern New England and from eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England down into northern Virginia. Yes, that's what we just saw on the uh, it's interesting, though, it, it shows up rather well on the uh, as we just saw on the plumes, uh, a, a noticeable bump, if you will, in terms of precipitation. And yet. When you look at the global models, like, for example, the GFS, it shows for White Plains, in terms of probability of precipitation, zero, nothing, mm-hmm. zilch. And in fact, if anything, it shows uh, skies even trying to clear a bit later tomorrow afternoon into part of tomorrow evening. So um, I'm not sure what this, you know, whether or not it's worthwhile, you know, mentioning a chance for a little shower or sprinkle in the afternoon tomorrow with this system moving on through or whether or not it just simply stays cloudy and dry. But uh, yeah, I, one thing I, we do I know. Put it, I, did put, I put in the mention that there could be a brief shower and then well inland north and northwest up in parts of upstate New York or northern Pennsylvania. It might even be a few flakes of snow as it goes by because you're still going to be in the cold air uh, at least into the middle or latter part of the afternoon. And then you're going to see the big temperature jump come Thursday. Well, we'll see. Like I said, it's uh, it's. Uh, but regardless, whether or not we get any kind of precipitation tomorrow, whether or not we stay dry, it's not a major event. But again, we want to emphasize that the main uh, show, uh, in terms of possible nasty weather, will probably not arrive until sometime later Thursday and Thursday night. So no big deal tomorrow. And uh, again, a big warm up too. We're looking for temperatures on Thursday to jump. Uh, here in Putnam Valley, we bottomed down at 20 degrees for the second consecutive morning, Joe. Amazing. And we didn't get much higher than 35. Yesterday, we, we briefly touched 30. So today, we actually added 5 degrees and uh, went to 35. And tomorrow, we're hoping that we'll actually get to or even above 40, which uh, in the, compared to what we've been through the last couple of days, 40 will seem like a heat wave. <laughs> The, gu- the, the temperature guidance has been way, way too generous in trying to take temperatures up too far, too fast. I mean, most most, yeah. of, most of the guidance had it in, into the low and mid-40s today, back a day or so ago. And uh, I thought maybe the temperatures in some places south of New York City uh, would have uh, broken 40 today. Those A lot of areas had a really tough time. Uh, this was a very... <coughs> This was a very, very cold air mass. And I go back to what Phil at Mount Holly said yesterday, Weather Service at Mount Holly said yesterday, that this was probably the coldest air mass that we saw uh, from January up till the end of March. And I agree with that. It might not have been the coldest temperatures at the surface, but at least in terms of what we were dealing with aloft and how much that cold air wound up mixing down, uh, this was indeed a very cold air mass on the satellite. Uh, you can see the impressive upper low uh, spinning away. And if you look carefully up to where Nebraska is, I know the state lines aren't really on there, but when, when you see the sunset line move over, it just kind of stops at the point where those really uh, stand out bright white cloud tops that are developing uh, in that, in Kansas and Nebraska, uh, those are the thunderstorms that we saw on the radar. And then we're going to wait. You can see these higher clouds, that are down in Texas uh, and Louisiana and over into Arkansas. That's next to uh, to develop uh, as far as uh, thunderstorm activity is concerned. So let's look at SPC and what we're they're doing. 
So there's your risk area from north central Texas uh, and into northeastern Texas, Oklahoma, western uh, Arkansas, westernmost Arkansas, western Missouri. Two severe thunderstorm watches that are in effect. Uh, the one in uh, Kansas uh, looks like in parts of western northwestern Missouri, that is going to be valid until 1 a.m. And the other is valid until central time uh no uh 1 a.m eastern time so midnight central time okay and the other one is uh the one in nebraska and iowa southwestern iowa that's going to expire at midnight eastern time or 11 p.m uh central time so that's the situation with regards to uh tonight now for tomorrow uh spc uh, has uh, they started off with a fairly large area of moderate risk this morning with their forecast, and then when they updated it at 1:30 this afternoon, they they made it even bigger. They pushed it further, a little further east. They, they added an area further east into Alabama and further north into Tennessee. But you can see that large area of moderate risk. I think there's going to I'm I'm thinking from the dynamics now. I'm I could be wrong here because uh, tomorrow during the overnight. They will have uh, the, the SPC, of course, will be looking at all the guidance. And from what I saw this afternoon, it would not shock me if we wind up with a small area of high risk inside that the middle of that moderate risk zone that covers much of eastern Louisiana down to uh, the north shore of uh, Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, yeah, the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, so Baton Rouge is in it. New Orleans is not in the moderate risk. New Orleans, however, is in the enhanced risk. Uh, we also have Shreveport on the border of enhanced and slight. Uh, in uh, Alabama, uh, the, the moderate risk extends to about Montgomery and Birmingham. Uh, the enhanced risk to the Georgia state line. The slight risk is over me. And the marginal risk in uh, northeastern uh, eastern Georgia and westernmost south and North Carolina. And the marginal risk pushes all the way up almost but not quite to Chicago. Uh, St. Louis is in the in the slight risk. And by the way, in terms of tornado risk, because uh, they were talking about, Joe, at least F3 EF2s are higher here uh, possible, along with uh, supercells and 75-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Uh, but they've got a, 10, a 15%, a large area of 10% uh, tornado risk. And then inside that, they have a 15% tornado risk for uh, northeast Louisiana, uh, it's hard to call which part, northeast Louisiana and also in parts of southeast Louisiana near the Mississippi state line. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Uh, the southern half of Mississippi and much of southwestern and south central Alabama, all under 15% or higher tornado risk for tomorrow. Now, you've been down there now for about two years down in Georgia? No, uh, 14 months. 14 months. Okay. So you've been down there 14 months. Have you, since the time that you've been down there, ever been in uh, something uh, a slight to even a moderate risk of severe weather? Have you, have you actually seen something that really is, is you know, the sky getting black, No. Uh, frequent lightning, heavy wind? Um, you've not seen a single thing like no. that? No. Well, no. Last year, much of the time, uh, we've been. I was in marginal risk uh, 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 a number of times, 
and I think once or twice in slight risk. But as it happened, not that we, I, I didn't see thunderstorms here. I certainly did. But nothing uh, nothing that really was overly crazy. Okay? Not, not where I'm sitting. So I, I guess I was in a, in, a, in a lucky spot from that respect. Now, this time around, I'm, I'm on the slight risk. So we'll see what that brings. And also, Joe, a lot of you probably we up, up here, up here in the tri-state area. Again, you, you don't you would expect that down in the Southland or the, down in the southeastern states that there'd be far more in terms of severe weather or thunderstorm activity. And yet <laughs> I, I would have to say, quite frankly, that I think up here we've had our fair share in the last 14 months of a variety of different types of severe weather episodes. And yet down where you are, you know what, Joe? I think I'm going to put the house up for sale tomorrow <laughs> and go down where you are. Well, I, I will tell you. I this, will, is, this is crazy. Uh, well, you'll love the property taxes down here. I will tell you that much. Um, oh. We've had we've had a number of times where we've gotten the thunderstorms and we get them at night. And the rain has been exceptionally heavy uh, in those instances. And I mean, I, I would hear thunder and I might even see a flash or two of lightning. But. Um, as far as severe goes, so far nothing's happened. It's also a little early here for severe weather in in in, in this part of the southeast. Uh, it, it's a it's it, it's a little deeper into April and in May that it, that uh, we get into um, uh, we we get into some of the stronger cells before everything starts to shift around a bit further north uh, <clears throat> into the plains and into the Ohio Valley, but. Certainly we're seeing with all this cold air coming down from Canada and the natural reflex of very warm air trying to come up from the south at the end of March, uh, we're getting some early, some, some after a, a slow start, uh, it is uh, the, um, the amount of severe weather activity in the last two weeks has been, um, has been quite, has been a lot. Uh, and and tomorrow I think is going to certainly add to those totals in terms of number of storms and, and everything else. There's really ramping up um, as opposed to what we've seen in the past down there. Yes. Um, now, I'm hoping that they don't decide to update their forecast because I just had the page. Just, <laughs> the page just flashed. So nothing has changed. So that's good. They left it alone. Um, but uh, I'll try and remember to check it before we finish tonight in case uh, they decide to uh, to do something. Uh, further now, as far as Thursday is concerned, uh, they have two. They split the slight risk in two. Uh, you see it there from southernmost New Jersey and just moving into extreme southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, Maryland is in it. Delaware, uh, uh, much of Virginia into uh, northeastern North Carolina, away from the coast. Then there's kind of a, a break. Uh, there's a large marginal risk that pushes up from New York City up to Binghamton to Syracuse, uh, back over to just east of Buffalo, and then runs down the west the uh, the west side of the Appalachians. The second slight risk area on Thursday covers much of Georgia and uh, the Florida Panhandle, except for the westernmost part of the uh, Florida Panhandle, which at that point everything would be over with. I don't ant. I'm gonna just stick my neck out here. I, 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 I I think they're gonna I think we're gonna probably see the marginal risk get pushed up a little bit further northeast. Maybe the slight risk get, gets nudged up a little bit further to the northeast. I don't think we're gonna see enhanced risk 
uh, I don't think they're going to do that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I, that's something that, as you mentioned, it's probably going to be a, it's probably going to be like, like a, 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 this is not correct, but I'll say it anyway, case by case, uh, situation, but they'll, they'll look at everything slowly, but surely, and they'll probably make the final decision as to whether or not anybody's going to be, you know, anything higher than slight, right. um, you know, probably for midday on Thursday. Just as just as you're making your update on Thursday, Joe, midday. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so here here's what it looks like. I, I pulled up the Nam. This is the Nam 700 millibar loop during the day on uh, Wednesday, and just take a look at the jets. These these brown brown spots that develop across eastern Louisiana and over into Mississippi, right in there. Uh, that is. You know, those are very, very, those are 50 knot plus winds. Actually, I'm seeing seven, 50, 60, and even some 70 knot winds at the 700 millibar level. And whenever you see these jet clusters like this, this is usually a sign that not only you're going to see severe weather, but this, there could very well be rotation being implied uh, underneath those blotches uh, as they move eastward. Now, this only covers on this loop takes you to Wednesday evening. So I'll, I'll go back on, on the maps and we'll take a look at that uh, to see what it looks like for Wednesday night because a lot of that's going to be moving into Alabama. And I think that's the reason why they did what they did with respect to extending that uh, moderate risk zone further to the east. Now, in the east for Thursday, now this is Thursday morning. And as we roll this loop along, uh, this is the... Uh, the NAM also, this is at uh, 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and you'll notice, I'm sorry, 5 p.m. So that would have been 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You'll notice from New York City on south and west, uh, you got those those jet streaks that pop up. Particularly, uh, there's a, a concentration there from Delaware down into Virginia, so I think that's why you've got that slight risk zone the way they have it uh, because of that cluster. And then the cluster extends down into north central North Carolina. And here it is at 7 p at 8 p.m., Joe. Uh, it's uh, lined up from Boston to New York City, uh, down through southern New Jersey, and then just off the Delmarva Peninsula into southeastern Virginia. And then it just kind of rolls along as the upper trough starts to swing through. Uh, early Friday morning. But that's a pretty good trough that's coming through. Uh, I, I think away from the places that have a south-facing shoreline or a wind that's going to be coming up from off the ocean into New England, uh, those areas west and south of New York City, I think, stand the highest chance of seeing some severe weather out of this. I'm looking here on the chat board, Robert Hill, and uh, welcome, Robert, to... Uh... Joe and Joe, he says, we have a winter weather advisory for wintry mix here for South Central PA, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to 2 p.m. Wednesday afternoon. And that's from uh, NWS State College. So that's interesting that uh, we were talking about maybe, and I even from last week, it looked like that maybe we might see here um, a day where we'll start with a little wet precipitation, wet snow in the morning, and then changing to couple of rain showers by the afternoon, but they do say, at least uh, out to the west, over in uh, north central Pennsylvania, that uh, there's that possibility of 
enough uh, frozen precip to warrant a winter weather advisory, Joe. Well, uh, wouldn't be a shocker. Uh, <clears throat> I, they're also, I'm sure they're also looking at what happened on I-81 yesterday and thinking, you know oh, what? Yeah. We better not. Oh, yeah. We better not take a chance. I mean, the amount of precip we're talking about here is very, very light. The ground is. Uh, I know the warm ground people are going to really have my neck over this, but guess what? The ground, <laughs> the ground ain't warm. The ground is cold, very cold, in fact. Yep. When you think about it, it's been basically sub-freezing now since what Sunday evening in a lot of places. Uh, and and yeah, I and mean t- tonight. And, t- and tonight's going to be another cold lower, night. Tonight's in the Lower Hudson Valley. The coldest spots in the Lower Hudson Valley tonight probably be around 15. And even the warm spots, if you can call this warm, be around 25. So, yeah, it's we're not expecting any precipitation here. In fact, it's going to be mostly clear tonight. But if we did have any precip, with those kind of temperatures, the ground certainly is cold and would probably, uh, whatever falls, stick immediately. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Welcome to winter again, folks. And by the way, on the northern part of that risk zone for tomorrow, we don't want to ignore the fact that there's looks like there's a fairly solid uh jet streak there that's moving through Missouri and Illinois and that uh, is on the northern end of of the risk zone but you can see on the southern end with those jet streaks how they move up into uh, western Alabama come uh, tomorrow night around 10 or 11 o'clock so I I, 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 again probably one of many reasons why SPC did what they did and I also would like to just let me get rid of this Let's get rid of that. Let's go to this uh, and let's take a look at the dew points because that's a big deal here. And we'll let the NAM load the uh, the dew point maps up here uh, because again, it's the, the rough the uh, the destabilization of the atmosphere. Uh, you're going to have uh, some rather rather strong vertical motions that are going to be lifting up air. But look at look at the dew point. Look at the the way the the 60 dew points, Joe, and how they shoot up as far north as they as they get. I'm just gonna I'm rolling it back. This is let's start with. Um, I'm gonna go back to tonight. So we're gonna go to eight o'clock tonight. Look at the dew points. By me, they're still in the low 40s in northeast Georgia. And you head over to North Carolina, you got dew points. In the low 30s, you head up your way, and you've got dew points teens and single digits in upstate New York. Right. Uh, then, right. uh, covering eastern Texas all the way up into Kansas and Nebraska, the 60 plus dew points have shot all the way up, and you've got mid 60 dew points <clears throat> right along the Gulf Coast this evening. But watch what happens there as that low swings eastward, and look at how those dew points just push up to 60 all the way up into Illinois and into, and almost into Indiana gets to upper 50s. Meanwhile, here in the east, uh, we're holding on to that dry air, but the 60 dew points are starting to make progress. This is tomorrow evening at 8 o'clock. The dew point in New York City is 23, okay? Uh, in um, Philadelphia, it's probably right around 31 or so. So we'll, we'll start with that. And then as we go through uh, Thursday early morning hours, look how quickly by Thursday morning, the dew point is up to 45 in New York City and close to 50 in Philadelphia. That's at 8 a.m. Thursday. By 1 p.m., the dew point in New York City on the NAM model is 58. 
and I'm thinking probably right around 60 uh, in Southeast PA. And those those high dew points push all the way up uh, into uh, up to relatively high dew points into the 50s, push all the way up uh, into uh, northeastern New York and into western New England. So that is a that's a that's a fairly impressive push of, of moisture that's coming in. And then, of course, once the front goes by, here comes the next shot of cold and dry air. However, uh, it should be noted that the air mass that's coming down <clears throat> is nothing like the air mass we just had. It will bring temperatures back colder. It probably will take them below average, but it's not going to be 25 degrees below average. No, no, absolutely not. By the way, should have mentioned this at the start, but by the way, today... Uh, March 29th, the 52nd anniversary, and those of you of a certain age will remember this, today was Easter Sunday back in 1970. It started to rain in the tri-state area at 10 o'clock in the morning, but that was only to serve as a way of uh, cooling the atmosphere, evaporation of cooling. The rain changed over quickly to snow, dumped four quick inches in Central Park, and up where I live, well, I, I lived in Throgs Necks in the Bronx, but where I live right now, here in Putnam Valley, about 8 to 12 inches of snow accumulated on that Easter Sunday afternoon. So that was 52 years ago today. As I've often pointed out, Easter being a movable feast, movable holiday, it's controlled by the moon. Uh, the first Sunday after the first full moon of spring is Easter, and it can come as early as March 22nd, as late as April 25th. And while we had the snowiest Easter on record in 1970, six years later, Easter came on April the 18th. And six years later, we had the hottest Easter on record, 96 degrees. 96. And in fact, the and in fact, the only time in the history of New York that Central Park was the national high was on that day, April 18th, 1976, with 96 degrees, 96 degrees indeed. And that was the highest temperature in 1976 during the entire year. It wasn't it? Didn't come in June or July or August. It came in April. Yes, it 96 did. degrees on Easter Sunday. And it was. And that was again six years after the snowiest Easter. And that's the only time New York City was was the highest temperature ever in the nation that you that you know of. Correct. The national high. The only time that's ever happened. Not Bullhead City, Arizona. Right. I was not gonna, Death Valley. I was going to go to Lake Havasu yes. City, Arizona. That was going to be my Lake Ever Havasu City. Lake... No, it was New York City in 1976, April the 18th. Amazing. Yep. Uh, the GFS tomorrow morning does have some freezing precip in uh, Southwest PA, which basically dries up, and the and the Nam also dries it up too, which. Is Probably the reason why you know, maybe maybe some people have it in their forecast, maybe some people don't. Uh, here's the, the uh, representation of the rainfall amounts from the thunderstorms for tonight and tomorrow as they move across the southern states, extending south from that 984 low in northern Illinois, uh, and uh, that is uh, going to be the low is going to head up to the uh, to near Sault Ste. Marie as a 973 low, very wrapped up there. And then we'll swing that cold front into the east. The gradient on Thursday, by the way, we should mention it's going to get it's going to get windy. Uh, the gradient is actually rather tight. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be advisory criteria, but it's still going to get pretty gusty until the front goes by. And then behind it, 
it'll be breezy, maybe windy at times. I don't think we're going to have advisory criteria. You can see the lake effect snows that uh, show up uh, on the uh, on the GFS uh, in um, parts of Ohio and back over into Pennsylvania. Uh, this is, by the way, where I'm looking at the 18Z GFS. Uh, that high is going to build in. Uh, unlike this time around, Joe, where the thickness got to, what, 507 or 506? The thickness this time around yeah. only gets to about between 538, uh, 534 and 528. So it's no, nowhere, it's nothing like what we just went through. Uh, there's a little right. weak disturbance that comes out of the plains. Uh, that falls apart now completely. So it looks like the weekend should be okay. There might be some clouds Saturday night into Sunday morning as that little up, little disturbance goes by just to the south. You can see a couple little patches of rain showers there over the Delmarva Peninsula. But uh, other than that, uh, we'll have to move into next week. There's another low as we look into the west. Uh, looks like some energy coming into the northwest uh, on uh, Sunday night uh, with some snow in the Rockies. And there's a new low in uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, this is for Monday uh, Monday night to Tuesday of next week. So it looks like there might be some severe weather potential here. I don't know if there's enough in terms of dynamics for them to ever to put it in their long range at this point. It doesn't go out that far anyway. Uh, but uh, you can see that it does develop another storm that heads up into northern Illinois. It's got another 980 low in Michigan, Joe. So, I mean, it looks like this could be uh, Tuesday, could be another big severe weather day for parts of Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. Uh, and uh, then uh, over into Georgia, starts to weaken as it goes east. Uh, we'll see what it does with that low. It just kind of leaves it there, occludes out, and swings through some showers here along about Wednesday, April the 6th. 982 low there up in in uh, uh, <clears throat> the upper peninsula of Michigan. And then that goes away. Yeah, I, I, I again, we're in a pattern where if you're looking for a prolonged period of warm air, keep looking. Because outside of, of, of getting warm-ups when these, weather, when these storms go to the Great Lakes and these weather fronts approach, that's your day or a day and a half where your temperatures shoot up. And then after that, uh, it chills down again. So our pattern of mostly uh, below average temperatures looks to me like it's going to continue uh, right into the middle part of the month of April. We have Barry Goldberg, who just uh, came on board here. And uh, we didn't mention good wishes, Barry, for, uh, for your wife. Uh, he does say that he does apologize for tuning in late. Uh, that Barry, you don't need to apologize. And uh, says, uh, my wife, Diane, has complications with her type 2 diabetes and must have her right leg below the knees. Um, and that's where it stops. And I, I, above, the, above the knees amputated, prayers would be most appreciative. And Barry, I'm sure everybody on the chat board right now is sending prayers uh, for Diane. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So... That pretty much kind of wraps up what's going on tonight. I mean, we don't have uh, we don't have much much else with respect to weather here in the east. We're sort of waiting for these this weather front to to play on through, and I guess what I should do is before we we sign off here, Mr. Rayo, I want to just make sure. Let's just make sure that there's nothing new from SPC. <laughs> 
I doubt that they would. I doubt that they would update this now. Uh, but by the way, on their page, uh, they have a, a, a big reddish box uh, uh, headlined "A Moderate Risk for Severe Thunderstorms Forecast for Wednesday." A regional outbreak of severe thunderstorms expected Wednesday in the Lower Mississippi Valley uh, and Southeast. All severe hazards are possible, including widespread damaging winds, some over 75 miles an hour, and several tornadoes, some of which could be strong EF2s or higher. And, uh, of course, they do provide the uh, additional links. Uh, by the way, uh, the uh, winter weather advisories, I should show this. Let me just bring up, put it on the screen. Um uh, winter weather advisories covering much of central and western Pennsylvania. And again, that's with that warm front that's coming up. Uh, you do have uh, winter weather advisories up for much of Michigan, including Detroit, the upper and lower peninsula, northern Wisconsin, north northeastern Minnesota. Uh, there looks like there's a new severe thunderstorm watch up for Oklahoma, for central Oklahoma uh, that has gone up uh, to wait for the uh, the watches to load up here. Uh, also, a lot of wind advisories up from Texas to Louisiana to uh, Mississippi, Alabama, and w the a, a good chunk of the state of Georgia. I think I'm under a wind advisory. Western North Carolina, all of Tennessee, Kentucky, southwest Ohio, southern, uh, much of Indiana, a good chunk of the state of Illinois, all under wind advisories. You got a 984 low that's going up to Chicago that's going to get to the 970s. There's no question that there's going to be wind issues um, with this. And uh, the, it, it's been it's been on and off windy here for the last few days. I was hoping that we'd get one day where the wind would just drop off. Uh, but uh, looks like I'm going to have to deal with that part of the equation as well. Yeah, well, it's been it's been pretty windy here, Joe, the last uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the last couple of days. Um, the winds were certainly a factor and made for the cold temperatures to feel all the colder. But I think tonight the winds are going to. Uh, at least in the afternoon, and they're still rather busy now. I mean, I'd say northwest 10, 15 miles an hour, even a few stray gusts of 20 to 25. I think they'll diminish after midnight tonight. And uh, tomorrow, thankfully, we won't have to deal with those those very gusty winds. And um, again, tomorrow, we're hoping that we'll actually break 40, maybe even get to 45. And there again, there might be that little bit of precipitation uh, in the afternoon, a little, little shot. Hey, I just noticed, I just looked here on the National Weather Service New York out of Bupton, and they, they're saying tomorrow, Joe, a 20% chance of afternoon uh, rain or rain mixed with sleet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 you know, maybe a pellet or two mixed in with whatever that falls if it does fall tomorrow. Well, I mean, it's cold and dry. The dew points are going to be so low that you'll get a little yeah. bit of evaporational cooling. Why not? Uh, by the way, the new severe thunderstorm watch, which covers uh, much of central Oklahoma and a small portion of, of North Texas, uh, is, uh, a, is a severe thunderstorm watch expires at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Eastern time, 1 a.m. Uh, central time. So again, folks, uh, if you're watching this on a replay, it is 8:19 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Tuesday, the 29th of March. So if you're watching this after midnight. Go to your local National Weather Service forecast office page. You can get there by weather. by going to weather.gov, or you can go to the Storm Prediction Center's uh, forecast page, and that's SPC. 
www.noaa.gov uh, uh, to get all the latest uh, watches uh, that are posted. But uh, you you could do both, but you should definitely go to your local page uh, to uh, see what uh, what they're saying with regards to your own um, local area. So anyway, uh, the chairman, Scott Briller, uh, still uh, taking a little bit of time off to take care of his own family issues. And uh, we wish him and his mother uh, well. Uh, again, Barry, uh, all the best to you and to Diane and uh, hope everything goes well for tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, just prayers, yeah. and, prayers and light your way. Okay. Uh, so that, that just about does it here for tonight on the uh, Joe and Joe weather show. So tomorrow night, we're going to have some uh, severe weather fireworks uh, and we'll be covering it here. And Joe and I will be here at 7:30 Eastern time, 6:30 central time. So uh, do join us. Uh, have a great night and stay safe. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks.